Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. Namaste, everyone. Greetings from sunny and hot Sonoma. The smoke has cleared up. The sun is shining. It's a little warm. <clears throat> I would like to welcome you on this beautiful Sunday morning. Before we begin, let's just take a few moments to arrive and be present. Wherever you are, just close your eyes. Lighted your mind. Relax the facial muscles. Neck. Shoulders. Spine, soften the belly and get grounded. Connect with that gentle rise and fall happening at the belly with each breath. Suspend the breath wherever it is. Bringing your attention to the heart. Feel the ripples of energy permeating your whole being. The ripple rising from the heart. Before you stress out, release the breath. <clears throat> Do this two or three times. After taking a few breaths, stop the breath. Go to the stillness of the heart and imagine the ripples rising as if you have dropped a pebble in a calm pool of water. There comes a moment, those ripples from your heart going beyond the boundaries of your body.
and slowly take a few breaths and open your eyes. <clears throat> Greet each other. It's such a beautiful community we have. And every day I am thankful to Mother Technology who enables us in this form to connect with each other from our own homes. Technology is not separate from the Divine Mother. It is her in this form that brings all her children together and enables us to greet each other. <clears throat> Over the last 30 years, I have been, you know, I travel, go to your, come to your place. But how nice it is that all of us can be in one place like this. I'm grateful for this. Today is uh, Sarkar Baba's birthday. On this day, he was born. Although he didn't celebrate, we, there was no celebration of his birthday in the ashram. Because Baba used to say, you celebrate the birthday of the body, the day body is born. I'm not just the body. So if you have to celebrate something, celebrate the day when I received Divine Mother's grace in my life. So, but it's nice to acknowledge and it's a very sweet feeling that on such a day, such a great being was born who brought the message of peace, sadhana, and seva to so many people. We all are on a spiritual path. And most of you have read books and you are quite aware of the Maya. Maya illusion, delusion that keeps us separated from the reality, that keeps us from moving towards the work that we really came here to do. And as we all know, the highest work that we have come here to do is to acknowledge our own divinity, being able to live our fullest, our highest, the best we can be. 
imagine a moment when we are totally satisfied, content with ourselves, with where we are in our life, with everything that we do. There is no complaint. There is total acceptance, appreciation of that. <clears throat> Maya is very elusive. It comes in so many ways. Although the teachings are there, four ashrams of life are there, the teaching of four ashrams of life is there that to live a meaningful life, we have to keep that constantly in our awareness that which ashram of life I am in and what is my dharma. It reminds me of a story, the story of Lala. Lala was a businessman, a very pious businessman. He would give bones, he would give alms to every mendicant that came to his house. He was very generous, very kind. And his business was the business of pressing oil, oil press. In olden days, the oil press was such that a bull will pull the shaft and the, grain, the seed will be poured in here and the seed will be crushed and the oil will come. After the extraction, he will sell it to in the market. <clears throat> Lala was such a pious man. One day, a mendicant, a sadhu, came to his doorstep. He said, Lala, you have been so good in your life. You have lived such a good life that you can come to heaven with me. I will take you to heaven, come. And this is the highest aspiration of any life to go straight to heaven while living, not after dying. Lala thought about it and he said, oh, Babaji, I'm very blessed. I have a good life. I would love to come to heaven, not pass this opportunity, but see, I don't have a child. If I had a child, then who could enjoy what I have created and then I'm free to go. So please bless me to have a child. The holy man says, sure, so be it, you'll have a child. <clears throat> the child was born. 
five years later, the holy man appeared again. He said, Lala, now you have a son. Come. Lala says, oh, Babaji, see, my son is so young. Just give me a little more time so I could raise him and train him and prepare him to take over the business. Sure. Ten years later, the holy man appeared again on his door. Lala, now your son is old enough. You have raised him. He looks like a good man. He said, just one more year, Babaji. <laughs> okay. Next year, <clears throat> the holy man appeared. Lala was nowhere to be seen. He closed his eyes and tried to connect with the spirit of Lala. He found him very close. Lala had come back as a bull. And it was the bull that was pulling the shaft of the oil press. The holy man goes to him. Said, Lala, is that you? He said, yes, Babaji, my son is still young, you know, so I came back so I could, I work really hard, go much faster than other bulls so he can press more oil. So I'm really helping him in his business. Why not just give me one more year? So then he'll be really settled. No, not only one. Please give me five. Okay. So we, five years later, the holy man appeared again on the door. In the place of that house, there was a big building. The mill had turned into an electric press. Now where is Lala? Again, he meditated. He saw the dog standing at the door. He said, Lala, is that you? The dog says, yes, Babaji, see how rich my son is now? I have to protect him. No other dog can protect and keep and watch like me. So just give me a little more time. So, okay. Couple of years later, the man appeared again. Dog was gone. Now, he meditated again and then he found a little frog sitting in the muck of the drain that was coming from the house. The frog was just sitting in there. Lala, is that you? 
say, yes, Babaji, see how happy my son is. And now I don't have to even do anything. From here, I can see my grandchildren coming and going and the business prospering. And this is the happiest day of my life. And by the way, I'm really happy. And you have been pestering me over for so many years. Please leave me alone. Okay, Lala, so be it. That's where you want to be. That's where your joy. He was left alone as a frog in the drain coming from the house. It's an old story. And why I'm sharing this to you because it somehow came to my mind today. So I said, okay, that's what is coming. That's what is, I'm going to share with you. The story of Lala. Baba used to tell us this story. So sometimes if I have nothing on my mind, I just go through Baba's stories that I have heard and uh, comes out and to you. This is the nature of Maya. There is a time we have done enough in our life and everything is pretty settled. If we don't need anything, then we want to although the children are fine settled, but we still want to keep going. <clears throat> to understand that every soul has come alone <clears throat> and leaves alone. Whoever is in our life, we do, we have done whatever we could. And take a little step back from that. Look at ourselves, where I am, where am I going? Am I making effort towards my highest aspirations? Otherwise, Maya will keep pulling us back. <clears throat> Maya pulls us back towards what we already know. And each one of us has different kind of Maya. We give some time to it, but then reassess, is this the real Thing that I came here to pursue, where I am in my life, maybe it's time to readjust my priorities, look at my priorities a little different. Kabir Das has been a poet. <clears throat> He had a beautiful poetry. Maya Mahathagani Hamjani. Maya is the grand distractor that I know. 
in the place of an intellectual, it's in the form of intellect. In the place of a pujari, it's in the form of puja. In the place of Anyway, it's a long poetry and I don't want to translate that in your mind. <clears throat> we all have our maya. That sometimes we think that this is what I have come here to do. But the real thing is, if it's distracting me from this, I have to reassess that and come back. looking at who is here in front of me, I think we are all in that phase of life that we could be taking more time towards our meditation. Yes, we have children, we have grandchildren, they have trouble, they have struggles. I do whatever I can. And then I pull back. Every soul has its own journey. Every soul has its own journey. And you cannot feel totally embroiled in it. You have to be able to take a little space from that. We have families, our family members. We have certain expectations from them. If that expectation is not even that expectation is a maya. It is. I'm not denying it, it's there. It's a part of life and but even from that, I have to be able to take a step back and look at me, look at myself. Am I losing my peace over it? Am I losing all my time over it? <clears throat> Anything that's distracting me from finding little quality time towards my sadhana needs to be looked at. Sometimes we are sitting down for meditation. And some thought comes during the meditation. Now that thought has taken over and begins to suggest, okay, now meditation is over. Now I should move, move towards to do that, get up. <clears throat> this is very important that after your meditation, after your practice, to take a couple of minutes just to sit there and have nothing on your mind. Nothing. No prayers, no mantra, no yantra. Just be after you have finished your meditation, your job, just sit there very quietly, not doing anything.
not doing anything. If that's hard, then imagine that the light of your meditation is filling your body. The vibration of the mantra that you have just re repeated has enriched your body many fold. Have this kind of positive thoughts. It's going to be a good day. I'm going to make meet good people. I'm going to make a little difference today. So right after your meditation right after your prayers, please be very careful that no negativity comes and clamps on you. The best is to be totally thoughtless, totally empty. If that's not possible, then Think about your whole body, your mind is just filling with light of your meditation. Because of your prayers and meditation, you're going to have a good day. So the kind of seed we sow in the morning, that's what we reap. Maya, all kinds of Maya will try to distract and pull this and that, but right after your meditation, this is a little secret that lots of times people just pass over it. <clears throat> they think all the meditation they have done is the most important. Actually, even more important than that is their little space after the meditation. Just like little space before the breath and little space after the breath. Those two spaces are more important than the breath. In that space, there is no Maya. just being, being in total appreciation. So in today's satsang, just one little reminder actually to, that you can practice, that is pay attention to right after when you end your prayers and meditation. Do you jump up? get up and start moving. But what I'm suggesting right after you have ended it, be in absolute silence. No thoughts, no prayers, no nothing. But if that's hard, then imagine that your light, your body is being filled with light, the ripples, coming from your heart, just extending, going beyond, beyond, beyond. Some kind of positive approach. Anyway, I will start right here and let you be, and then I'm here to listen to 
comes through satsangs. 